0: Start again. Start again. Begin. Start again. Everyone. Open book. Open
1: This is Rod.
0: Hello, this is Flora. Welcome to Caterpillar Goo.
1: Today we're talking with Will Taylor. Will Taylor and Strings Attached have been a fixture of the Austin music community for a very long time.
0: And I was introduced to them on our third date. Rod and I went on a date and it was at Will Taylor's backyard performance, which I thought it was pretty cool. Me coming from New York City, I don't get experiences like that in someone's backyard listening to really awesome music with a violin. And uh, what does Karen play?
1: Mandolin. Mandolin. Karen Mao. I think all of them play all kinds of instruments. They all seem familiar with every instrument under the sun, but I think the one she was playing that night was the mandolin. And there was
0: great. a guest uh, singer there as well.
1: Apparently and a guest uh, accordion player too.
0: Yeah, so it was really <laughs> awesome. We bought uh, folding chairs, sat on the grass. I was waiting for you to make a move on me, didn't happen.
1: I was, I was a respectful gentleman. <laughs>
0: Y- your mom taught you well.
1: But we did have our first kiss that night, right? Wasn't did that we?
0: That? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you dropped me home. Oh, you dropped me at Starbucks. Yep.
1: Yeah, I dropped you at Starbucks because you didn't want me to know where you live in case I was a crazy online dater.
0: But I gave you a kiss. It didn't matter if you were a crazy online dater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was Strings on Grass, which is one of several different... Projects that Will and Strings Attached have worked on Um, I don't know that he's still doing that But that was a great experience They had lights strung up in the trees And people just kind of lounging around It's very
0: romantic Start again Start again Begin Start again Everyone
1: I got introduced to Will Taylor and Strings Attached through uh, a friend of his. So he was a friend of a friend and she took me to a couple of shows. I've seen him at a few different venues, but I think that that strings on grass thing was was the most magical show.
0: Yeah, you wrote a review about it and you said it was magical.
1: Yep. It yeah. was magical. I don't know if that was all Will. I think I think you had something to do with it. <laughs>
0: And I remember another um, memorable event that we went to with Will Taylor was I think his birthday bash at El Mercado. That was really nice. He also had a lot of um, guest singers, performers that night. That was fun.
1: Yeah, Grace Pettis was one of the guests that night. And that's another thing that's great about Will Taylor and Strings Attached. There's always guest musicians. They have played with some national names, lots of local musicians. They're always, they're their group is always in flux, people coming in and coming out. The thing that I really love about them is, is how natural and spontaneous it seems, the way they all interact, the way they play, the way the, the, the improv yeah. yeah the improv just seems so natural and spontaneous and one of the things you talked about in this interview is how much how much work actually goes into making that look so easy and spontaneous and natural. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So, this is Will Taylor from Will Taylor and Strings Attached.
0: Enjoy.
2: If I think of my past as a child growing up, I enjoyed the process of play with music. Playing. That's why we're called called players. Musicians are players. We play. Yeah, I got into music through uh, elementary school, it being presented as an option and just fell in love with it but so you're spending time like there's a piano over here right now i'm looking at that piano and i remember as a kid i would just just disappear into that world of sounds and try to make things happen just because it was fun because it was enjoyable and that whole culture around creating something that didn't exist before you know in the air so yeah i started very early and i can remember just disappearing in the activity so much Uh, even by myself. You spend a lot of time by yourself. You know, if you're doing traditional, like say classical music or jazz, a lot of time alone. So you have to get used to being alone, (laughs) solitary, you know. Uh, And then you get rewarded because then you can take that skill and then bring people together, play with others with that skill on a high level, collaborative level. You know, it's not like painting. You know, you're just, that's it. You're alone. Fell in love with playing with other you know, kids in, in an orchestra and string quartets, and just everything around that. Like I said, the whole culture, the, the the conversations, the meeting people that are passionate about that. You just connect, and so it's it's a an activity that can fuel you for a lifetime easily, if not several lifetimes. And now I realize it even more than then how much of a practice it is for things that you 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 need to know to just enjoy life and communicate with others and there's so many lessons built into it the when I say music I mean the study of music and the activity of doing it with others so I enjoyed that solitary process and then also the process of working with musicians it's a natural high like none other I just I love rehearsing too, you know, or just getting people together, and something might sound like crap, and then working through the difficulties. So that's the other opportunity that music can provide to people that are willing to study it is how to navigate problem solving, you know, how to navigate communicating with people that don't communicate the way you do, and they are not understanding how you're you know trying to explain a musical idea with words and then sometimes it just helps to not even talk about it you just you just play and you find your way and it can bring up a lot of uh, it can trigger people It can get people angry you know so you have this opportunity on how to learn how to communicate uh non-violently in a way and a lot of musicians don't learn it Just so much behind the scenes that has nothing to do with playing your instrument. To make that music happen, psychologically speaking, navigating personalities, and make people feel treasured or, or loved or appreciated, that then will contribute to the group dynamic. You know, and just by picking the correct words. Joni Mitchell talked about this a lot. She's like, it's just this so delicate, you know, paper thin. Uh, thing that you're always aware of when you're producing an album or you're working with your band, just the wrong choice of words, and then it's ruined or it, you know it's tainted, and, and then you you there's you, no getting back from that. So that's I, I, that's one of the things that um, the music uh, journey can bring there's so many things and then just the act of performing can be a meditation in itself like you're pra- you're practicing when you perform being in the present moment the more that you can be in the present moment when you're performing with your musicians generally the more joyful it will be and then it, you you're given the opportunity to just accept things as they are so a lot of musicians don't get that they're so focused on perfection and I was I was this way too for a long time i would get upset on stage, I would make faces. It was only like in the last four years, you know, maybe five years, that I've I've started to try another way, (laughs) which is to smile. If a mistake or something goes wrong, we just smile. I still, you know, I'm not perfect. I still might get triggered, you know, we rehearsed that, what what the heck, you know, what are we doing? But um, it really, music, it's because you're in rhythm, okay? It's different than regular life. When you're playing in a band and you start playing, there's a commitment that happens. You just, okay, we're on this, we're going, and everybody's on board you know, until this piece is over, and that's, you know. So and what other areas of life are like that? You know, you, if you're talking to somebody, you can stop, okay, and think about what you're gonna say, you know. But in music, you, you've gotta stay in the rhythm, you've gotta stay in the flow. Not got to, but you have the opportunity to to really be in the present moment. But most of life is not like that. It could just be fun, too. It can be just playful the whole playful aspect of it when you lose yourself and you forget you kind of lose your identity you're just you're just playing hearing sounds. so I've been playing music for um I've been a musician f- since I was ten, so that's thirty nine years, and it's one of the things where I, I yeah I can my thoughts will stop or they'll just focus on that one thing. And and I'll, and I'll sometimes I won't remember uh, maybe a, a song will go by I don't sometimes I'll find I don't remember what happened during that time you just sort of disappear it's what meditators go for or are they hoping that might come up is that your your brain activity starts to calm down a little bit there's a magic spot that occurs so when you're practicing you're you're really pushing you're pushing you know to you're, you're pushing your comfort zone. You're you're continually trying to raise the bar in little incremental, just just teeny little bits, okay? And then when you perform, you back off into a comfort zone where then that, that's where the magic Or You know, you don't want to be on stage, you know, I'm going to go for it, risk, you know, like that. It's just a, it's a little bit back behind that, you know, where you, I mean, you still might have this playful, like, let's go, let's do it, you know, but um, it's the stuff you really know well, that's where you're like watching your hands and, and you're, wow, what's going on there? You know, that the magic. And the songs that you know really well, too. This is an ironic thing, too. I used to be like, when I was a kid, oh, I don't want to play that song again. We've played it so many times. Or like, you know, like say James Brown's I Feel Good or something. But then I noticed later on, hmm, with the band, some of those songs that we played a million times, those are the ones where the kind of little magical things start happening. <laughs> There's familiarity where everybody's just sort of watching and observing and then it moves into that playful kind of zone. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a two-step process. You know, practice and then perform. You know, the perform performance zone is where you get to let go, hopefully. And hopefully you find musicians or attract musicians who who can do that. And some of them you find that you don't even have to talk about it. Just that's what happens. So it's really cool. And those ones you stay with a long time. I have a few that I've played with a long time and constantly just new people coming in and that's what makes it that's the uncertainty piece again that makes it not boring that makes it interesting and challenging and juicy is is uh, when i find new musicians to collaborate with and try to meet them at where wherever they are find their unique gift to the project destination. It's always, it's change. You know, that's the thing. The one thing you can count on is change. So it's never, for me, like it's never an arrival. You know, I used to have this fixation with, if I speak of my, by my music career, you know, one day I'll have enough time to do what I want to do and spend a lot of time being in the creative mode and And I just need to get all my financial stuff in order and you know all that I'll have a platform where I can one day I'll get there you know in our culture in Western culture we're taught to strive to push hard you know that struggle is necessary to get there to get to the other side where you can do what you really are here to do what is your calling we're gonna make it happen we're gonna strive we're gonna work hard that's what I did for a long time and I still see some beauty in that actually because you don't just accidentally write a symphony but some people might say you do I don't know some some people might I don't think Beethoven accidentally wrote a symphony I don't think Mozart I think that tradition of writing music you know or, or like the Sistine Chapel you know it there's the the tradition of study of studying with a master, studying going to school, you know, learning the basics. And it's not easy. So there's a struggle there and it results in something. Okay, so that that's transformative, you know, creating something that is left behind. You know, this is another thing that's been coming up for me. Is we humans we want to leave stuff behind. You know, we want to leave things or creations. And for me, what has been coming up is at my current age you know 50, almost 50 it's really becoming important to like well what do i want to leave behind and what can i do that is beyond just me you're creating something from nothing it's just thought turning into things and left some things behind left some arrangements left some new works of music that maybe people that some people might enjoy this relates back to that again like one day if i work hard enough i'll be able to relax you know and just do music you know so i've been just working for 30 years to get to that point do i want to keep up this push push kind of strive you know push the envelope how much of that do i want to keep how much of it do i want to you know relax and enjoy witnessing life observing life a little more enjoying my relationships enjoying you know getting to know people So there's this question mark, you're like, well, why do I want to spend a lot of time writing music and pushing the envelope at this point in my life right now? It's, It's kind of there. Get to I try to re, try to see the worth in all of them, you know. And I used to be as a kid, I was very, I very opinionated. You know, classical music was the best thing, or straight-ahead jazz was the best thing. Only the music that had the tradition of study, you know. That you know was these you other know, folk music, eh? You know, rock and roll, no. Um, but later on, you no, know, I, I, I definitely learn to appreciate fiddle music and folk music and yeah so it's it's great it's a great it's been a great ride it still is so there's it's just ongoing it's an ongoing transformation it does not let you down I mean it, it throws uncertainty at you all the time so you have an opportunity to take that lesson and then go well how, what other areas of my life could I being thrown uncertainty so I could I could take it over there too, with a relationship, or it takes you down those roads if you want to.
0: As you kill in
1: his good name.
2: Sometimes we just have one or two rehearsals, you know, and then it's boom, go. Jazz musicians are used to doing that a lot. Classical musicians as well, but especially jazz musicians. They're used to playing on the spur of the moment, you know, playing something they just heard off the top of their head just, and just going for it. So there's that um, creative alchemy that occurs when things are on the edge. So I try to get musicians that are comfortable with that space, comfortable being on the edge, comfortable being pushed a little bit. Um, they also, musicians I have, that I work with, they, they have to be able to work fast. They're, they're, you know, they have to think on their feet, you know, because stuff just happens, you know, we can't stop and just again. So, they're a lot of times I'll be in rehearsal, and a couple of the musicians I work with, I've worked with for like 25 years or 20 years, will state, will say stuff, and the new people will, they can't, they can't follow They're like, what are we talking about? You know, <laughs> so it'll just go like right, right over their heads, you know. So, I'll say something to it, why don't we go back to that chord? And then, you know, and, uh, So you gotta be quick on your feet with the musical language. There are so many choices now for an audience member, for somebody who is a music lover, that it's really hard to keep regulars coming you know, it, it just requires an immense amount of push, immense amount of marketing, which I resent, I hate it. I'm still doing it because people show up. So, you know, 20 years ago, that was easier. So I'm just, I'm, okay, I'm making peace with that, but I'm thinking about it all the time. I don't want my, I don't wanna have two jobs. I don't wanna have marketing and music. I want to get back to just music. Look, I don't think Beethoven was, you know, not that I'm Beethoven or anything, but I mean, was, was dealing with marketing. He probably had somebody that was helping him with that, you know, his, his, his uh, benefactor. So that, you know, I'm trying to at least get toward that where I have hired help, and I do, I have hired help right now, but it's still not enough. I mean, I'm still having to do most of the marketing myself. That's a modern, That's just, it, it bothers me all the time. If I was just spending five hours of my day doing, writing music, practicing, what would, the, what would my music look like, you know? It but on the other hand, in the grand scheme of things, like the Buddhist way of looking at it, it doesn't matter, you know? It's like, who cares? There's a million other people. Why should you get to do it, you know? Because I want to, because I'm here, you know? <laughs> you know, so, uh, what makes you, you know? Well, then I go back to, well, I have a community, so maybe I do deserve it, because I, or maybe it is worthwhile, because I do I have built a community, and they enjoy it, and So I'm bringing something that's greater to my, greater than myself, to a community. So then I should do it. You know, I should spend more time on the music, less time on the marketing. I mean, it's ridiculous. With music, you have two worlds. You have the music business and then music, and they are completely different things, completely. Here's an interesting thing. Like I've actually gotten pretty good at the music business because uh, necessity. You know, the, the Mother of Invention thing again is. I've gotten to the point where I have a club in Austin that wants to bring me in as a partner, you know, and I was pretty excited about that because, you know, we have an opportunity to build something that might be, like, you could duplicate and take it to other cities or, or, you know, and it could become an asset. That's the first time in my music career that somebody has seen my worth as a businessman and is willing to so it's pretty exciting, but it, again, it's not what I wanted to create, you know. But it's fine. I'll take it. You know, S- Santana owns shopping malls. You know, that's one of his. He invest, invests in those um, strips met centers. He's been doing that for years, so that he can do music. You know. So anyway, that's the new world of uh, modern music making and making it. I mean, Willie Nelson, Dale Watson has a couple bars. It. Yeah, it's easy to get, I guess I, I'm struggling now with deciding how I want to, what do I want to do, you know, again, because I've got more time coming up after raising kids for, how long have I been raising kids? 22 years, 23 years? And um, what do I want to create Next. But I do feel like, again, looking back, when I'm most happiest is when I'm on a mission that involves a lot more people than just me. You know, if, it's, if, it's, if I'm raising money or if I'm doing a music project rate that's a benefit, I have all of a sudden this endless well of energy. So I was listening to this podcast recently and the guy said, he said, you know, nature's way of punishing, you know, humans that are just, doing things for themselves is depression you know or pain and anxiety or whatever if you're out there working toward a mission working with a mission that is about something that's just huger than you just gigantic you know then nature rewards you with energy and passion and all this and I've noticed just looking back that that's true like some of the projects that I just have exhausted myself on are free ones you know and as long as there are people there with me, and I'm not alone. I have collaborators. I, you know, it's the energy just appears. You know, the universe rewards you. So I'm thinking like, well, what can, what can I do next musically? And I've got a lot of the little irons in the fire for that to bring people together. So one of the things that I'm one of the many projects is there's right now in the world we live in cover music, you know, taking very popular music that, pe- that people are familiar with and redoing it is very popular now. It's a very popular way for artists to get known and make a lot of money. So I, I thought, well, why don't, what, why don't we harness the power of covers and give all the money to somebody or give all the money to you know, a good cause and I've got the relationships with you know, string musicians and play musicians in town and all. You know, I can bring all that together and so that's something I'm really excited about and that's something that's totally within my uh, skill set so one of the things I'm doing is I, I want to do that one by one I want to talk to all my musicians about that mission you know, instead of sending like a blanket email I want to meet with you know or talk to each one on the phone and see how they resonate with that and build an orchestra of of musicians that will do this for good for no pay for nothing you know and and I've already uh, got a few that are willing to contribute you know arrangements and scoring and and recording I mean everybody just starts coming together you know there's nothing that's completely selfless out there right I mean we enjoy helping others because it makes us feel good. But you know, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna feel good, and you might as well bring some people along with you. Then why not? You know, and you know, that if, if, then you have more to give. You have a well, you know, to give from. If you're just struggling and, and in survival mode all the time, then you don't have anything to, you don't have any resources to, to then help others. but i really feel like this could be the time when people wake up and more and more people wake up people are waking up in the time of where we are with the current you know uh things that are going on in our in our american climate in other words instead of operating from the survival of the fittest mode which darwin taught us you know what does that mean you know is it everyone for themselves you know and everyone making a little pile to then at the end of life they have some pile they can live off of. That was the old model, they were in, that I, my parents followed. But what okay what what is what's new? What's the new model going to be? It could be helping each other and living off the simplest way that you can live, you know, and and really survival of the collaborators. So that project which I'm talking about, the bringing the orchestra together, where I know every musician and I get to know talk to them one at a time, that's an example, you know, people coming together and doing it for, just for the love of it, and give it away, but it's, it's all about, like, you know, we, we have some, only so much time, so, you know, I want to just be writing music, and then going on walks, and spending time with family, but right now, the whole day is split between marketing, and barely writing music, ever, barely ever, and I'm actually, like, mastering, and mixing an album right now you know because i don't have the money to pay somebody a hundred dollars an hour you know i can do it i know how to do it a lot of musicians are have that skill as well so but it's in the back of my mind you know just maybe it'll happen you know (laughs) or do i need to push and make it happen but one thing that i've found that really works is house concerts so there, there's an endless supply of venues when you connect with people one-on-one and bring their family and friends together for a house concert. So I don't do much with clubs in Austin. I have one show a month at a club, and that's it. And then um, the house concerts just are just amazing. Amazing way to connect with people and intimate environment. We did two this weekend, and I don't have to worry about the turnout, you know, because the host is, is doing that. A lot of people ask, well, how much space do I need? Enough for 20 people, 20 folks, um, or more. And they can be inside or outside, either one. We did one last Saturday. It was outside. We had 80 people right by a pool. I brought a little PA system and some lights. It was magical. The sun went down. It's gorgeous. But we, we require a minimum of 20, and that may go up as the years move on. I've got another friend who requires 30. And so you just go out and you enroll or get your friends excited about it, and they can it can be like a potluck. You can bring food or you can provide hors d'oeuvres and and uh, drinks and everybody has a great time. We usually have like a, a meet and greet for an hour and then we do an hour concert and then people hang out afterwards. So, and we're all friends at the end. We're strangers at the beginning and at the end of the show, we're, we're all friends. So I encourage you to check that out. You can uh, find out about Strings Attached House Concerts. Just Google Strings Attached House Concerts and that'll take you to a landing page with information on how to sign up for that. And we, we travel all over. All over the world, not just Austin. So, um, working on one for New York City right now. So it's a lot of fun. So, it's a great model uh, that um, seems to replenish itself. It seems it seems sustainable. Whereas the club model in Austin is soul sucking. I mean, you know, it's I have the responsibility. This one club I play at, I fill it up, you know. But if I was let's say if I was playing right two or three of those a week, it'd be ridiculous. There's no way. To sustain that in Austin, it's done. The, uh, the way Austin used to be in the '70s, it's it's gone. It's gone. There may be other communities in America where it's like Austin was in the '70s, and so I encourage musicians to not give up and maybe find places like that. You know, I use every opportunity, every time I'm performing, to put it out there. You know, I just I plant the seed. I'll say it once at every show. I try to at every show, just as an invitation. If you see. Uh, a concert like this if you see us playing in your living room or your backyard if that's something that seems exciting to you come up and say hello to me and then people will just come right up to me and we'll actually even sometimes i'll say let's pick a date like right there and make it happen and then i have mailing list cards that people fill out so i can follow up and and then that just grows every show it just grows and grows and grows new people new people new people all the time and you're just following up following up there's endless number of people Uh, so I'm you know I'm excited I mean there is there's plenty of opportunity we're in a great time okay but the big question mark is is how to get back to just doing mainly music that is my big question mark and um, I think it's learning to live as simple as possible like you know I'm willing to live out of a trailer if I have to you know I don't need house and start from there Yeah, am I good enough? That's come up definitely a lot. It still comes up. Yeah, the the, the questionable voices in your head. Absolutely. But then when you see what people that aren't even close to your level are doing out there, then you get that answer right away. Because I've spent so much time doing it, and it goes back to my you know nine years old. You know, I mean, I was playing professionally at age 16 or 17. So I was already good enough to play in like the symphony. And I got in the Austin Lyric Opera at age 20. So there are jobs available. If I want to do that model, like be a a highly trained musician, I was already doing that. I do definitely come from that tradition of people that are, that have teachers, you know, they aren't just stumbling into this. This is, this is a craft. This is a mastery. It takes 10,000 hours. I mean, it's, Um, so I do have I do struggle with seeing people that don't follow that I struggle with it I have some judgment about it but there's a lot like in this culture of you know endless shelf space digital shelf space anybody can do anything you know throw some words up it's a song yeah I struggle with that I struggle sometimes but nope I just but then I, I you know I feel the feelings and Oh, that, that's a waste of time. Why do I need to do that? You know, it's going to happen anyway. So just go back to your thing, do your thing, have fun with it, connect with your people. But gosh, that's this ever—the the environment that we're in is everybody can do it now. So then we're flooded. Everybody's trying to do it. You know, I'm competing with a a lawyer who's doing this on the weekends. You know, but it's all good. Everybody can find their tribe. There's enough people. On the earth. <laughs> well, the thing about I feel like I'm on a good path. I feel like I'm really on to something. I really feel fulfilled in the relationships I'm building with musicians, with volunteers, with fans. Because if I get more people involved with me that really see the mission, and then can, that can reverberate it out even more. It's like an amplifier. You know, I would love to get more people on board that, that get it and feel a strong love for it and that I don't need to explain a lot. I'd love to see that, that, that kind of quick transformation, because it can happen quick. And I'm, I'm just speaking to the music right now. I like things to be exciting. I like for things to be exciting, and sometimes I don't know what to do about boredom. You know, there's this drive. this must have been from childhood. You know, it's this drive to get out and be in, a, be in, a, be in an adventure. You know, life's an adventure. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. You know, I mean, there's, that's part of being a musician, pushing yourself. You know, ah. Like, oh. But there's there's a lot of boredom in life, and and being kind of like trapped you know it's like no matter how hard you try there's still an element of life just you're just trapped you know you can't (laughs) sometimes you can't make shit happen it's just you're just there so i'm sitting with that idea this is this was how i was feeling before the the podcast i'm i'm excited about the podcast because see that's uncertainty i don't know what's going to happen there's 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 a thrill to it you know that's great but then what about after the podcast you know (laughs) and Stevie Wonder said it he's like I want to be free I'm really working on being free I'm not there yet but I'm working on it but then I've seen Stevie Wonder age 68 69 or whatever and he's touring these big arenas you know he's got a big machine behind him and I don't know if that's free you know he's got people taking him around you know maybe it is maybe he's giving all that money to a good cause probably is what does it look like to be for him to be free i don't i don't know what a rut is I've, kn- I've known boredom, okay, you know, like, I don't want to be, I'd, I'd rather get in the car and go to the Barton Creek, or, you know, <laughs> go meet up with some people, meet some people, you know, that that's, the, if there's any rut, that's the rut I feel in my life, is I want to connect more with people, and, and meet new people, because studying music is such a solitary activity, so at this point in my life, I just, oh, I love connecting with people, I love meeting new people, and finding out about them that's exciting so that's one way that I get out of a rut if I'm in a rut where I feel bored you know but at the same time I want to challenge myself well maybe you're supposed to be sitting here today not doing anything not driving downtown and trying to meet somebody and hear music and you know maybe you need to sit with that for a bit I don't know Hmm. to chase you know it's like a lot of it's a chase chasing uncertainty but isn't it funny because there's some people that are just happy to just sit in their chair at the end of the day and watch TV and that seems like death to me sitting and watching a TV or being on a screen for a long period of time I mean watching a, a work of art that's great you know a movie can be a work of art but coming back and doing the same thing every day ah oh, no <laughs> I don't want to do that but um yeah we'll see we'll see what comes next that's what's exciting about life Well, I've got this uh, project called weplayaustinmusic.com which is two playlists I'm curating. And the idea is is what if thousands of businesses, restaurants, bars, co-working spaces, if they were playing Austin music all day long, day after day. And that multiplied across, like I said, thousands of people, thousands of businesses in Austin celebrating the diversity of Austin music and all those plays through Pandora and Spotify Generated interest in Austin musicians and music, and generated some income. Wouldn't that be cool? And it could it could work that way. Again, it's called WePlayAustinMusic.com. All the information's there, and uh, you know all our shows are at StringsAttached.org. We do house concerts on the weekends. We play once a month at the Townsend, and I encourage you to follow us on Pandora and Spotify. Just look up Will Taylor and strings attached. There's a lot going on. You can check out the outreach work we do which is stringsattachedcares.org. And we go to places around Austin and bring vibrant musicians and get people to sing along and and play with us and memory care centers, retirement homes, schools, we get kids that've never seen a violin or a viola to get to see that, touch it firsthand, you know, in elementary schools. That's stringsattachedcares.org been great rod um really pre- appreciate you doing this and look forward to seeing how it turns out okay Thanks, all right
1: will taylor talking about his musical life in austin how he's adapted to the changing musical community he's uh he's one of the hardest working musicians that i don't know a lot of musicians but he works pretty hard at it he's always hustling always working always working online marketing always trying to find new ways to survive in a changing market
0: now he does though house concerts yeah house That's concerts. something new i think
1: we, did, we went to one of those, too.
0: Yeah, that was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Just the musicians right there in front of you in a living room. And, you know, it's real relaxed. It was, it was great. Yeah. So thank you, Will, for sitting down, taking the time. And next time, I don't know what we're doing next time. Are we doing yours next time?
0: Um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I guess you'll be surprised as we are when (laughs) next time we put out another episode to find out who we're talking to.
0: It might be just a story about my experience um, being an immigrant coming to America for the first time. I wrote a short, maybe five minute little story because I'm trying to get the courage to do one of those storytelling things on stage, like, like testify. So I wrote this and let's see how it goes.